All right. Well, so today we're going to talk about Jesus. So just to start off, no one in the history in the world sparks more curiosity, sparks more hatred, sparks more love, sparks more interest than Jesus. No one in the history of the world has ever uh, made a difference or made an impact to where his name is so well known as Jesus. Just to let you know a little background about Jesus, about 2,000 years ago, he was born in a very, very small town, about 500 people or so, a, a, a small hick town, so to speak, a town where the guys, they chew tobacco and you know they drive big trucks because they, they think that's cool, and so they're driving big trucks around, and they like girls who chew tobacco too, and they listen to ACDC still, and they uh, uh, watch wrestling because they still think it's real. Uh, so Jesus grew up in that type of town, and he was adopted by a carpenter, uh, born of a, a teenage mom, a mom probably about your age, probably a little younger, who uh, was said that she was uh, born of the, that she was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So people probably thought that you know she got knocked up on a prom night and uh, didn't really believe that. But she was a teen mom. He was adopted by a carpenter named Joseph. So. For the first 30 years of his life, Jesus would have worked hard. Uh, he probably would have, he would have been in the family trade with his dad and he would have been a carpenter, so he would have had rough hands, uh, been probably a pretty athletic looking guy because he walked a lot, worked a lot. So Jesus probably had a six pack. Uh, and uh, Jesus would have been, uh, the Bible says that he had no majesty or beauty that would set him apart, so he just looked like an everyday average Jewish guy. He would have had short hair, like I said before, uh, because those, in those days it was considered uh, not masculine or manly to have long hair, so he would not have had long hair. Uh, that's a myth. He would have had short hair. He would have had a beard, uh, because beards are cool. And, uh, you know, so Jesus, for his first 30 years, his resume wasn't that impressive. It was, I work for dad. After that, he uh, after three short years, he became after 30 years, he became uh, in, in the ministry. He was doing his thing. He didn't travel more than a couple hundred miles from his home. But after three years of ministry, he was murdered for uh, claiming to be God. So looking at at him from the outside like that, he's got a short resume. It's not very impressive. He never went to college. He never was married. Never had sex. Never. You know, never had any children. Didn't have a very impressive resume. Didn't do anything to where, you know, just looking from the outside, didn't have any very good, if you were to say, oh, I'm going to hire this guy. You know, he didn't have one. But still today, if you say the name to Jesus to someone, if you go somewhere and talk about Jesus, people are either going to get very upset, or they're going to be curious, or they're going to be excited. Because the name Jesus itself sparks so much curiosity or sparks feelings on the inside. And that's just how it was with and how it is with Jesus. So we're going to talk about today also the Jesus of pop culture. We're going to start off like that. Today, in, if you watch TV, if you watch The Simpsons or Family Guy or South Park, you're going to see Jesus show up. Uh, for Family Guy, he shows up as a, a record salesman. And for Simpsons, he shows up as just this sissy, white sash, Swedish guy. For uh, South Park, he shows up either to do battle with Saddam Hussein or Satan himself. 
uh, along with a turd, you know, so Jesus, he's in the cartoons, he's also in Dog the Bounty Hunter, Dog the Bounty Hunter, in case you don't know, is this guy who, he uh, says a prayer to Jesus with before he goes to catch criminals, he's big fat tattooed guy with big hair and a wife that's got big hair too, and he says, dear Jesus, let us capture this guy, beat him down, and then talk to him about you and smoke cigarettes. And that's basically Dog the Bounty Hunter. In fashion, Jesus is on t-shirts, he's on clothing, you name it, he's on all kinds of clothing. He's on a, a t-shirt that says, Jesus is my homeboy. It's worn by Ben Affleck, Madonna, Brad Pitt, Pamela Anderson. Uh, there's hundreds of movies, hundreds of films made on Jesus, from Passion of the Christ to The Da Vinci Code, along with my favorite, Canadian Kung Fu horror musical comedy Jesus, Christ Vampire Hunter. Um, he's also mentioned in Talladega Nights, where uh, lead character, uh, lead actor Will Ferrell, he prays to eight-pound, six-ounce golden fleece baby Jesus. Uh, he, pay, play, he prays for uh, his smoking hot wife. Uh, that's the same thing I say now. I tell my wife, you know, thank you Jesus for my smoking hot wife. And so, you know, that's a reference to smacking on the butt. Anyway, so you know, I pray to Jesus like that too now because it's awesome. And then you got the other character praying to Tuxedo Jesus. But tuxedo shirt Jesus, one who's serious but there to party. So you got those in in music. Everyone in the rap community at least has one song about Jesus, as if that makes a difference. Kanye West, his famous one, Jesus Walks, Green Day, Carrie Underwood, and U2 all have songs about Jesus. John Lennon went so far as to say when the, he was with the Beatles, he said, we are so big, we're bigger than Jesus. Soon after that, John Lennon died and found out he met Jesus. And Jesus said, see, I'm bigger. So, John Lennon found that out. Even the homosexual community have put, has put a spin on Jesus. There's a website on pro-gay, pro-gay marriage Jesus called Jesus.com. Pretty simple. Yeah, um, and they say that Jesus was a, a homosexual man that traveled with his many gay partners. Uh, so... I'm just saying what is some speculation on Jesus. In the world of sports, every time someone scores a touchdown, hits a home run, does a no-hitter, they do the Tim Tebow now, as they call it. They say that, you know, they pray to Jesus, they thank God, you know, they got all that stuff going on. So to say that people aren't interested in Jesus or that they don't talk about him is ignorant. Uh, even people who don't believe in him talk about him. Jesus is a hot topic. Even after 2,000 years, he's still a hot topic. But also, people seem to say and seem to think that Jesus is the same, that every religion believes the same thing about Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that's not true, because there's Jesus of the cults. Um, some people think that, you know what, all religions teach the same thing. It's not true about Jesus. In the emergent church, or the liberal church, so to speak, um, they say that Jesus was simply a good man. That And then they're unclear. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings on whether he was God or whether he taught certain things. They say, you know, he was just a good man. Jehovah's Witnesses teach that Jesus was merely Michael, the archangel reincarnated. Mormons teach that Jesus was not God, but only a man who became one of many gods. It also teaches that he was a polygamist and a half-brother to Satan. Uh... Yeah, that's, that's Mormonism. Um, I, I just don't believe any religion that has special underwear uh, that you have to wear. Universalism, 
uh, teaches that Jesus was not God, but merely Mr. Rogers reincarnated. Scientology, my favorite, Scientology teaches that Jesus a billion years ago was an implanted force put upon the ant. I, I could explain it, but I haven't smoked enough pot today. So any religion that has, their, uh, has Tom Cruise as Billy Graham, I don't know. I just don't think so. And then of Jesus of the world religions, Muslims teach that Jesus was a prophet, that he was inferior to Muhammad, though. Um, Buddhism teaches that Jesus was not God, but simply an enlightened man. Hinduism has many views on Jesus. They can't agree. Uh, one view is that he was God, but not, was, not wasn't the God. He was one of many gods. Or they believe that he wasn't God, but he just helped other people get along the way. The Dalai Lama said Jesus was a fully enlightened man, or he was someone who aided people on that way to enlightenment. So we have so many different views of Jesus in religions and amongst people. Uh, of the famous people, Fidel Castro says this, and I quote, I never saw a contradiction between the ideas that sustain me and the ideas of that symbol of the extraordinary figure, Jesus Christ. So Jesus was a good communist that, you know, believed in killing all the people in their country. Malcolm X says that Jesus wasn't white. He was black. He was put on the black community as a white guy that was saving everybody and all the, uh, the Pharisees and the disciples, all rich white people, but he's not. Jesus is black and all his disciples were black, saving you from the rich white people. President Thomas Jefferson says Jesus did not mean to impose himself on mankind as the Son of God. So, with all that, there is a lot about Jesus out there. People have views from off-the-wall views about Jesus. I was uh, watching a video about a guy who thought Jesus was a, uh, a guy who learned what marijuana was very early. And so his idea, the whole idea of resurrection was that Jesus actually got everyone around him so stoned that they all dreamed up that he got crucified and died. And then he got, Jesus got so stoned himself that for three days he was asleep and it just looked like he was dead and then he came back. And so I've, I've heard that view and it, yeah, it does sound possible. So you, you see, and it, and nobody is short of an opinion on Jesus. Uh, if you ask someone, what do you think of Jesus? You're mostly going to hear he was a great teacher. He was a good guy. Uh, you're going to hear all kinds of responses. You know, he was a hippie. Jesus is my home dog. You know, you got all kinds of stuff. So what better way than if we were going to ask someone about Jesus and we wanted to know about Jesus, then why don't we go to Jesus on who Jesus was? Why don't we see who Jesus really was? I mean, let's find out who he is. Who do you believe? Do you believe he's God, half-brother of Satan, prophet, truth-teller, community therapist, stand-up comic, or just a holy homeboy? Well, let's see what Jesus has to say about himself. Because, you know, if you were having someone talking about you behind your back, you would want the opportunity to talk about yourself. To say, no, 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 that's not true. This is true about me. No, 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 this is what I believe. Well, we got ten things that Jesus said about himself. The first thing is that Jesus said he came down from heaven. He said he came down from heaven. 
Now, this is totally different than a near-death experience, an NDE, a near-death experience. There's tons of these where people say they died, they were on their, you know, on the ambulance on the way there, and when they died, they went to a bright light, they saw Elvis, you know, Elvis was greeting them into heaven. It's not St. Pete, it's Elvis, and you know, you got people who say they saw an old furry man, you got people saying they saw different things. It's not an NDE. It's not a near-death experience. Jesus is saying he actually came down from heaven. Uh, the Muslim prophet Muhammad says that he was taken up to heaven in one point in time that God took him from where he was at to heaven. So Jesus himself said he came down from heaven. In John 6:38, he said this, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. His claim got him into trouble with local religious leaders. A lot of people were upset with what Jesus was saying because it, in saying that he was coming down from heaven and not ascending or anything like that, he's saying this, I'm God. I came from heaven. Who lives in heaven? God does. Who can come down from heaven? God can. I am God. So that's what Jesus was saying. And so the religious leaders are saying, is this not the son of Joseph? His claim, how can he claim to be God when we know where he's from? So his claim to be God incarnate had made him so known and yet so in trouble. And this statement is not made by anybody else in any world religion, any of the major world religions. None of the, the people in the other world religions. Buddha never said he was God. Muhammad never said he was God. The people, Dalai Lama never said he was God. They don't say, I was God. That's just not a statement that they make. And if they do make it, a lot of people are like, woo, coo, 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 for Cocoa Puffs. You know, people don't believe it. But Jesus clearly stated he was God. Second point was that Jesus said that he was more than just a good man. Nobody I have ever talked to has ever said this about Jesus. He was a horrible person. He was just a bad person. Everyone always says he was a good person, that he was a great teacher, that he was a good, solid man, that people just misunderstood him or just misunderstand his teachings, that if everybody just listened to Jesus' teachings, we'd be all right, because he was a good, moral man. Mark ten seventeen says this, uh, And as he was sitting out on his journey, a man came up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to in, uh, inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Jesus said that everyone is a sinner, and no one is good but God. He's saying, So why are you calling me good when no one is good but God? He's trying to give this guy a hint. Hey, I'm not a good person. I'm God. So stop calling people good because they're not good. Everybody is not good. No one is good. Jesus is saying everyone is simply sinners. So Jesus revealing to this man that he was simply not just a man. But even Jesus' enemies were saying this about Jesus, that he did not consider himself just a good man, but God. So Jesus' uniqueness is totally different than just a good teacher. He was not just a good teacher. Billy Graham says it like this, and this is one of my favorite quotes by Billy Graham. Jesus was not just a great religious teacher. 
nor was he only another in a long of individuals seeking after spiritual truth. He was instead truth itself. He was God incarnate. So Jesus was not just a good man. He was God. Then the third thing, Jesus said he is the son of man. So when Jesus was picking a title for himself, when he was like, all right, what am I going to call myself? What are people going to call myself? He went to a vision that was made by the prophet Daniel. In Daniel's vision, Daniel saw a son of man coming on the clouds, going to the Lord of hosts, the ancient of days, the Lord himself. And he sees this person coming from heaven, the son of man coming from heaven, sitting alongside the Lord as an equal. He was when he said the son of man, this person was the second member of the Trinity. That's something that we're going to cover in a while from now when we go through a doctrine series. But the Trinity is the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. They're all God, but equal parts of God, but different personality, anything. Anyway, so Daniel saw the second member of the Trinity come down from heaven, calling him the Son of Man. So Jesus took that saying and was saying, Hey, you remember Daniel's vision? That's me. I'm the Son of Man. And the fourth thing Jesus did, Jesus performed miracles. Jesus was not just a great leader and a teacher, but his ministry included miracles and evidence that he was more than just a good man, but that he was actually God and more than just a spiritually enlightened person. His miracles proved that he was God. John 10, 36 says this, Do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming? And I said, I am the Son of God. If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. There's ample evidence in the New Testament that, and even ample evidence of readers and writers outside of the New Testament that Jesus performed miracles. They would say, opponents of Jesus would say that he was practicing magic that he was great at magic. But throughout Jesus' life, he performed many great miracles, showing his rule over the physical and the spiritual world. Uh, he went so far as healing people from the blind, from the dead, people who were sick. He also raised, uh, he also calmed the seas to show that he had power over physical and natural things. So Jesus did these to show that we can trust in him for salvation. Fifth thing Jesus did was Jesus said he was God. Jesus clearly and emphatically said that he was God. So many of you have been told that Jesus never claimed to be God. He did. He truly did. It's like this. If I was in there, I was like, man, I'm hungry. And all of you in here are writing this book. You're all writing a book together. And you're like, on November 2nd, Aaron said he was hungry. And so all of you are here and all of you witnessed and say some of you don't like me. Say this side of the crowd really doesn't like me. And they even wrote down, well, he said he was hungry. And so then some community college student on the other side of the world gets this book. And he's like, oh, Aaron was hungry. I don't think that's what he meant. You know what? I think he meant that he really just had to go to the bathroom. That he didn't. You would be like, no, he said that he was hungry. He said it. I was there. I, I even wrote it down. Even other people are saying that. 
you know, my education is just so much smarter than you. You're just high school students. I, I really don't think he was hungry. See, in the Greek, that's not what he meant. All of you would be like, you're an idiot. Ta-da. You know, Jesus even hit Jesus' enemy. They murdered him because he said he was God. Come on. The reason why he died was because he said, I am God. It, it doesn't get very much simpler than that. Jesus claimed to be God. That was the whole reason that he was killed. He wasn't killed because he was like, man, yep, I really just want to die today. No, it's not what happened. He was, and he had chances to recant his statement, but never did. So, and this belief that Jesus was God was not something made up by Christians. It was something that Christians believed that Jesus taught. Mark 14, 61 says, But he remained silent and made no answer. And the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. See, that in the Greek means I am. It means yes. I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power. And coming with the clouds of heaven, the high priest tore his garments and said, what further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. Pretty simple. Jesus said, you know what? I'm God. They said, we're going to kill you. He said, I don't care. I'm God. John 8, 58 through 59, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out the temple. If you don't understand that, when God showed himself to Moses in the burning bush, and Moses was like, who should I say send me? What's your name? God said, you call me, I am. So Jesus is saying, you know what? Remember that? Yeah, that's me. I am. John 10, 30-33. And I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up the stones to stone him again. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which are you going to stone me for? And the Jews answered him, it is not the good work that we're going to stone you for, but blasphemy, because you, a man, are making yourself to be God. Today, the claim is just as controversial as ever. People are getting killed because they trust in Jesus and for him believing that he was God. And people are still saying, you know, that's not really what he said. That's not who he was. He claimed to be God. And then he confirmed, Jesus confirmed to others when they said that about him. In Matthew 26, 63 through 65, but Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you're the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, you have said so, but I tell you now, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and, he, and said, he has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. As Matthew describes, religious leaders sought to kill Jesus publicly for claiming to be God. That they gave him a chance to, you know, recant his statement. Maybe they were like, you know, maybe we're confused. Maybe he's saying, I have a dog. And they're just confusing him saying, I am God. You know, maybe they're giving this chance. But going all the way to the cross, Jesus kept saying, I am God. I am God. I am God. He declared himself to be God. The seventh thing he did is Jesus said he was sinless. All right, sin comes in two major forms. There's sin of omission and sin of commission. Sin of omission is this. 
Well, that person's getting raped right now. I could do something, but if I get in a fight, then I'm sinning, so I'm not going to do anything. You're sinning right there by not doing anything. A lot of you are like, well, I don't do anything wrong. Well, you don't do anything. So you're sinning. Come on. And then there's sin of commission, which is this. I killed that man. You know, there you go. That's sin of commission. Omission is not doing anything. Commission is doing something you shouldn't do. Jesus is, uh, in his life, he called other people to repentance. He called Peter to repentance. He called Pharisees to repentance. But nowhere do we see in the scriptures of someone calling Jesus to repentance. Nowhere, nowhere do we see Jesus repenting or saying that he did sin. Because he was without sin. But sadly, many of you think that he did sin. Many, 52% of youth in Protestant churches, we are a Protestant church in case you were wondering. 52% in Protestant churches likewise wrongly believe that Jesus committed sin just like everyone else. However, Jesus declared that he was sinless, that he was morally superior, superior to everyone who has ever lived. But in fact, he was sinless. The fact that Jesus was sinless and perfect makes him admittedly more holy than I am and more worth devotion than I am. Those who tested his sinless, those who testified to him being sinless were his closest friends. Imagine this, that if your friend said, you know what, he's sinless. That, that's the biggest testimony. That if your friends can say, yeah, he's never screwed up. And then the biggest test, his brother. How many of you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, your brothers and sisters have all the dirt on you. They know everything you've done wrong. Jesus' brother said he was sinless. Can you imagine being that guy? Why can't you be more like Jesus? Why can't you be more like your brother? Because uh, he's God. So that's what, that's what James had to go through. I feel sorry for that guy. Can you imagine after Jesus is dead and you know James is standing around and James is just like, everybody's like, so, you're Jesus' brother, right? What do we do next? I don't know. I'm not God. That's my brother. He rose again. All right? <laughs> and then uh, the eighth thing Jesus did, Jesus forgave sin. Much of the world's resources today is spent on trying to relieve the effects of sin. We see poverty, we see hunger, we see uh, destroyed bombing, war. All the resources are spent on sin. But that still doesn't alleviate the problem of sin needing to be forgiven. Can you imagine someone saying that he is God and he has the authority to forgive sins? Sin is ultimately the human problem. And sin is ultimately... Whether it was sin, someone sinned against you, it is still a sin against God. So God alone can forgive sins. In making this claim, Jesus is saying, you can confess to me your sins and I will forgive you. He has the power to forgive. There was a, y'all remember me telling you the story of Paralyzed Pete? Paralyzed Pete, you know, he was laid before Jesus. They threw him through the roof and stuff like that and... Jesus is like, hey, your sins are forgiven. And Pete was paralyzed. He's like, dude, I can't walk. Your sins are forgiven. Because forgiveness is man's greatest need. It's not a need to walk. It's not sex. That's up there. But it's, it's not it. Man's greatest need is to be forgiven. So Jesus forgave sin. 
So Jesus is inviting you to confess your sins that you may be forgiven and through his death and resurrection. Ninth thing Jesus did, Jesus taught people to pray to him as God. Wouldn't that be just awkward? Dear me, I pray that, that me would bless other people. Thank you, me. I mean, wouldn't that be weird if, if you were Jesus? But, and it's like, if I were, hey guys, you need to pray to me because I'm going to answer those prayers for you. That would be weird if like your brother was like, hey, you pray to me. Yep, you come to me. You pray to me. I will answer your prayers. But he taught the disciples and taught the apostles to pray to him as God. And so we see in Acts seven fifty nine, Stephen, one of the uh, followers of Christ at that time, as he was getting stoned, and I don't mean smoking weed, as he was getting stoned to death, he was getting rocks thrown at him, he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Many people throughout history and billions of people today pray to Jesus like Stephen did. They cry out to Jesus. And the tenth thing Jesus did is Jesus said that he was the only way to heaven. Not only did Jesus say he came down from heaven, but he said that he was the only way in to heaven. While other religious leaders say that they have the path, that they'll point you to the path, that, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Muhammad's like, all right, here's how you get to heaven. And then other people are like, here, you know, follow me. I got, this is how you do it. Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I am the way to heaven. John 14, 6 says this. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Many people are going to tell you, there's many ways to heaven. Jesus is like, no, there's not. He's just, hey, Jesus is offensive. If you're offended right now, good. That's Jesus doing that. That's not me. It's just how it rolls. Jesus is offensive to people. You know why? Because that's who he was. He was God. He has the right to offend you. But anyway, Jesus was offensive because he said, you know what? If you want to go to heaven, yeah, do all the work you want to do. You're still screwed. You know what you need to do? You need to trust in me because I am the way. He is the only person to ever in the world religions to make that claim. But there is pastors who don't have the cojones to say that. They are like so afraid that people are going to be upset at them for saying that Jesus is the way to heaven. I don't care if you get PO'd at me. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus said, I'm the only way to heaven. Stone me. You know, that's just what Jesus said. And don't give me weed. I've done that a long time ago. But anyway, Jesus made that claim. He said he was the only way to heaven. That's what he said. Simply, that's what he said. And he is the only way to heaven. So the question remains, what do you believe about Jesus? C.S. Lewis says there's only three options when it comes to Jesus. There's only three. There's none of this other horse crap. There's three. The first one, he's a liar. All right? He's not a good man. If Jesus said, I'm God, and he's not God, he's a freaking liar. Which means, that's not a good man, because he's misleading billions and billions of people. So stop saying he's a good man if you don't believe he was God. He is wrong. He's not a good man if that's what you believe. You either believe he's a liar, and that he's a horrible person, because he told everybody he was God, and he really wasn't. And let me tell you something, if he was a liar... Who's going to go to their deathbed and on the cross for something that he could recant and die an old man? I, I just, I don't fathom that. I think about that, you know, 
He said he was God. He said he was sinless. Everybody attested to that. Yeah, I believe that more than the community college professor. I'm sorry. He was either a liar or he was a lunatic. Many people have claimed to be God. They are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They got a loose marble. Something is wrong with them. I watched a video the other day of an Australian man who said he was Jesus. It was amazing. So creepy. The guy, you know, he had a little beard and long hair and he talked like this. I'm Jesus. And it was just like, what? You know, you know he's been smoking some herb. You know, it's just, there's some people who he's either a lunatic, a liar. So you got to believe either that, that he was a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. He's Lord. If he's not the first two, if he's not a liar, and if he's not a lunatic, if he's sane, and he claimed to be God, and he really is, then he is who he said he was. And if it's true, then we should listen to him. Then we should trust him. Because if you really believe, okay, out of those three options, I really do believe he's Lord. Then you would be a lunatic not to do what he said. To not trust in him. You would be crazy not to do that. So that's my question to you today. Is he a liar, a lunatic, or Lord? And where do you stand? Because now is not the time anymore for you to dance around the subject and say, well, he was a good man, I don't know. Now's the time to make a stand. You say, I do believe him. I trust in him. He is Lord. And then if he is Lord, like I believe he is, then there's some great things that come with that. And one thing that I offer you today is that he offers salvation. He offers eternal life. He says that if you trust in him in his death, burial, resurrection, then he is the way to heaven. That if you trust him, then you can go there. And then he also said that you can come to me and confess your sins. Now, a lot of you, you have a secret life. You have a, you know, you're a different person when you come to church than you are at school and then you are at home and all that different stuff. I, I, I'm not here saying what you do. I know what you do. You're horrible people, just like me. 